Welcome to Live and Love Your Brand, a podcast to support you in sharing your message and mission with the world. I'm your host, Emma Lovell. I'm lovely by name, lovely by nature. I'm a personal branding specialist with a mission to support female entrepreneurs to live and love their brand. I've been running my business, Lovely Communications, for more than 12 years, and I can hand on heart say that my success has come from the strength of my personal brand. I believe in the power of owning and sharing our story. I want to help you own your story, shop consistently, and really put yourself out there. So here on the podcast, you'll find helpful tips, practical exercises, and joyful discussions that will inspire you to reconnect with your brand and communicate it more effectively. I'll be joined by incredible experts to discuss how personal branding can have a huge impact on your business and on your life. I'd love to hear from you, so please make sure to connect over on social media. You can find me on Instagram at lovelycoms, that's L-O-V-E-L-L-Y, double the L means double the life, Facebook, Lovely Communications, and you can join in the conversation in our lovely community, the Live and Love Your Brand Facebook group. Of course, make sure to come back weekly as each new episode drops. I can't wait to share with you how to gain clarity, build confidence, and increase connections all by sharing your unique personal brand with the world. Lovely Communications is based on the Gold Coast and recognizes Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the first peoples of this place, now known as Australia. We are grateful for the continuing care of the lands, waterways and skies where we work, live, listen, learn and play. From here on your Gumbe country and from wherever you are listening, we respect the elders past, present and emerging. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am recording this introduction in the airport because it is all go in uh, lovely land at the moment and I am on my way to Melbourne. But that is not the point today. The point is we are exploring gathering experiences, which is exactly what I'm doing by going to Melbourne. But this episode has a twist. I am the guest today. I handed over the reins of my own podcast to the fabulous Beck Chapel, who is a marketing pro, a podcast host in her own right of Espresso Marketing and or Marketing Espresso, I should say, and she is also a friend, colleague, and even client. And I just had the idea that, you know, I share everyone else's stories on this podcast. I had the idea of doing my own origin story, but, you know, I think it'd be nicer to hear it from, uh, um, you know, from an interview perspective. So I challenged myself and I prepared no questions. I had no idea what Beck was going to do and I just answered as myself. So I hope you enjoy me being in the guest seat today and this different style of episode on the podcast. I had fun, so I might actually get some other people to come and interview me sometimes as well. (laughs) We'll see what you think. Enjoy listening to this episode. Okay, Emma, I'm very excited. Welcome to your own podcast. (laughs) This is so silly and amazing. Thanks for having me. Me? (laughs) I absolutely love when you came to me this. I think you literally was on Monday um, and we're now recording on Wednesday. You came to me with this idea and I was like, this is brilliant. I love this because it actually 
I think it's great for your listeners because even for me, when you ask me, firstly, thank you for asking me. I feel very honoured to be given the reins of your podcast. <laughs> and I absolutely love this idea because I think it lets people understand more about you, which I know I want to know. So yeah. I'm going to dive into some questions for you, Emma. This is exciting. Can I just point out that um, Beck has these incredible uh, nails that look like the coral fluoro play-doh which i love uh so it's really making me very happy um and i'm gonna i'm gonna take back control for one second because that's who i am i just want you to introduce i will i've said it in the bio but i just want you to just tell us who you are hosty lady oh hosty lady okay well i am beck chapel uh i'm a marketing strategist and you know that's what i love doing i love working with businesses to kind of build those foundations as to how they're going to go to market with their marketing and rather than I think a lot of people start at the end piece and they're like, I know I need to do this, 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 and this. And it's like, yeah, but why do you need to do that? And so we actually just take it back a notch and we kind of set, look at your business or I look at your business, set it up. So the foundation pieces are right. So we can see what we're even going to track, what you need to be doing and in the channels that you need to be doing it. So that's my fun place to to exist in the marketing realm, which is such a wide realm as you know, because you're in it too. It is. I'm in it too. And, um, you also host a podcast, which is why I thought you yeah. might be uh, qualified to interview to me. Do I do know you're qualified because you've had me on there twice. And so I wanted yeah. also to make sure that I'm challenging myself in that I want to answer succinctly because sometimes I know it's easy to like go and tell the whole story. So I'm going to try and answer quite succinctly and we have not prepared whatsoever i am i am practicing what i preach and stepping down from the ivory tower and i am but a guest on this podcast i love this i love this i feel very powerful right now <laughs> <laughs> okay so emma hit me why personal branding why what made you obviously um well i'll let you tell the story but you made a big shift to get into personal branding as well why did you make this shift and what is it about personal branding that you just love yeah, well, it was my 10-year mark of being in business. So I've been running a business for 10 years and I just felt like a lot of my clients coming to me feel uh, lost. I just felt overwhelmed and I was in the do, I was doing the do and I was always talking about what I did and not who I was. I was wearing multiple hats. I love that term now, but no, I don't. I don't. But I was running a pet sitting business. I have a travel partner in India who I still partner with and I was uh, running and still run Lovely Communications, but Lovely Communications did anything from marketing, uh, promotional work, copywriting, social media support. My speaking would fall under that. It was just all the things Mm. And literally just even saying that now, like, I feel like my, I just feel tired. I feel yeah, like you're exhausted. making me feel anxious. <laughs> it was too much. And I was literally in India at a, at a, a forgot, um, a, uh, not forget, forgotten, forbidden. Uh, they left the city, whatever that means, mm. uh, abandoned city. And it was this beautiful place. Anyway, I was having a phone call with a business coach and just like broke down and was like, oh, I need help. And it was really that turning point of like investing in my business and having somebody come inside my business because I've had business colleagues, I've had people um, around me, I've had people I talk to, but I never have someone really get under the hood of my business and really trust to come inside and help me, which is what a coach does. Um, and so Sonia Statman, who's been on this podcast, was 
someone I connected with, had been following, listening to her, her podcast, had met in person, had a meeting, just whatever, maybe like a year before, and then just really felt called to take the next step. And so, I mean, from that point, it still took about another four months for me to join her program. And then another three months for me to like kick my ass into gear and be like, I was still <laughs> keeping my toe very much in my other work. And so I really had to, it was June 30. I just went, no more. Like I just shut off with every single client, which is terrifying. <laughs> oh, that's so scary. Cause at the end mm. of the day, we rely on the income that we know that we can get and saying yes to everything. And, and especially it's a place of scarcity. I've now learned because mm. I, I was the same when I started in business, just like, oh my God, I need all the money. I have to say yes to everything. If I say no to something that's being rude to the universe, well, no, it's not. Um, and getting that, I love the idea. And I love the fact that you happily went outside and got someone else to come into business because mm. sometimes we need those loving bitch slaps that are like what are you doing <laughs> oh yeah it was a lot of don't love being told what to do um it's <laughs> <which> just <is> funny <laughs> love being a coach but I, you know it's not being told what to do it's guiding and there were times where I held back and I, I told Sonia this that I wouldn't tell her things because I was like I thought you'd tell me not to, or I didn't want to. It's like, it's ultimately <laughs> your business. Like, I'm just going to give you, I'm going to tell you what I think. And then I'm going to tell you from my experience. And some of the stuff she told me like two years later, I was like, oh, <laughs> like, but, but you can't be told at the time and you kind of have to go through it. Um, no. And yeah, it was officially switched over um, around the September um, I guess really went out into the world. So I did a lot of research which I've never really done before. I've really yeah. just done things and gone, sure, I can do that and we'll figure it out later, which is entrepreneurial and great. But I was very much being led by what others wanted and not what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And what Sonia helped me to do was to see how all my skills and services could be packaged up and how I could support people. I wanted, I just felt like a cog in the wheel. I just felt like I was... And never really seeing the impact of my work. Like literally as a copywriter, sometimes you you do this work, months later, the, the thing comes out to say it's a website. And sometimes the client doesn't even send you the final product. And by the time you've finished it, I go back and I'm like, oh, that looks great. Oh, that reads really well. Like, but I've forgotten because I did, did I even, you know, it's yay, I wrote it, but did they change it in between? Or, mm. and then once the visuals get in. And so I didn't, it wasn't really like, yes, there's a satisfaction in that I did the work, I delivered on the brief and I got paid. But it wasn't like, am I really making an impact in this world? Am I really changing the hearts and minds of people? Yeah, and you obviously have a value around that. that Yeah, I care. Yeah, you care. And I think, you know, you are very, you're a very talented copywriter. There is no doubt, (laughs) doubting that. And so to be able to say, I love the copywriting piece. I love doing that. And I'm the same. I love writing. I hate writing for other people. (laughs) I cannot do it. I don't need to do it. Um, But actually being able to say, what is it that I love doing and where are my strengths at? Because I know for me, there was this deep dive of I'd always been doing this heavily detailed work. And then I found out "Um, you're not good at detail. (laughs) Like, oh, no wonder it feels like I'm tired all of the time because I'm doing something. Yeah, totally. So I think it was very brave of you. So what led you to branding? Well, I was already doing that work. So I had, and it sort of started to refine. And, and even in that copy piece, like I'd go to a client and, and some of them big organizations uh, and they'd been running this program or whatever for a while. And I'd be like, okay, so what, what are the key messages? Like, well, where's the the brand voice or what's the, like, where's like the tone? And the organization has one, but within an organization and you're off running a campaign or, you know, creating a new event or a new product, 
that might have it that needs its own messaging um and you know it was actually well, look I was working on 40 hour famine with world vision and I'd worked on it before but you know we'd had new people come in they were sort of reinventing it and I was to you know the card I had on the wall was to write the website which is <laughs> like yeah. I was like uh cool 20 pages one page like great well, what's the messages and it's like that work that deep work hadn't been done mm. Um, because it was kind of picked up from other years or whatever. It's like, but we're doing different things here. We've got a different yeah, team. Totally. We're trying to reach a different audience. And so I took them right back. And then I went to another uh, not-for-profit. I worked with Cure Brain Cancer Foundation. And the same thing, like we were starting with the press release or we were starting with the invitation. And this is like people starting with their logo or starting with photos, um, even though I totally advocate getting photos, but they haven't even done work on it. it's like why do you want photos yeah and what, what are you trying what to are say you yeah yeah well yeah who are you trying to show up at it's like mm. why are you doing what you do like what are your values and it's like stuff like that and people just like uh and so was- I did photos before I did that work just to jump <laughs> in and give you like a real life example I love the photos I think they were great but I looked really scared <laughs> I wasn't confident and it's funny you can literally see the difference from my very first photo shoot to my second photo shoot where I'd done all the work and I was like I am back um you can see the difference yeah in and you can if you can feel energy through a photo you can feel the energy and the difference in in both of these photo shoots so I think you're so right that you're gonna so get. Important. You would have got photos 101, and they're like they're they're good and it's great to get them. But they would they were like, yes, this is a business owner taking photos. There's nothing <laughs> unique about them or nothing like, and they, and they won't make you feel excited or energized to use them. It's just like when there's old messaging, old you know, you just you kind of like trying to go. Oh. And what we were finding was like we were pulling pieces from you know communication that was already out there as opposed to having a hub of communication. Mm-hmm. And that's what a brand voice guide does or, um, you know, a guidelines, brand guidelines. And, you know, you'd be surprised. You would think some of the big organisations and businesses have them and they don't or they don't refer to them often and they don't, not everyone's or, on board with them. Do you find sometimes they just literally have the logo and the colour palette? Yeah, sometimes. And I think that that's that. But it's like yeah. it's the it's the tone, it's how we speak. It's why we're here. It's it's our values. It's um, like tone is such a huge thing, but it's it's our story. It's who we serve. All of that should be in there. And so what we sort of realized was that I was already doing that work for businesses and it was great to go in and I did love getting like into that meatiness of it and going to that strategic level, but I wanted to work with people. And, mm. you know, and the hard part about doing it with an organization is nobody, nobody, it's not coming from anyone within an organisation. It's all people deciding what the brand is. Whereas with a, a small business or a personal brand, it's you. It's come from you. It's your values. It's your why. It's your purpose. It's your mission. It's it's who you want to connect with. It's your story. Um, but that still is challenging work. It's got to pull it out of. But I, I wanted to work. I like working with the people. And I kept coming up with the people, the people, the people. And then, you know, um, naturally I am a a networker and a connector and naturally I had, Beck's laughing like (laughs) the door. I've Uh, never seen you network before. I'm surprised, (laughs) fun fact, uh, I know how to network. Uh, But I had done it quite naturally and never thought of it as a personal brand, but I do have a strong personal brand. My name is well known, Um, people didn't necessarily know what I did. (laughs) They literally would say this. 
I don't know what it does exactly, but I know it's in like the, <laughs> that realm. Basically, like what you're asking me, I feel like she could do. And then they would send me the person. I'd be like, yes, you're correct. That's, that's, I can help you or we can have a conversation about that. So I got referred and recommended a lot. And that was based on my brand and who I was and the connections I made, not necessarily the work. I'd obviously proven myself enough to be, um, you know capable and competent um but it wasn't I think we focused so much on the skills and the roles and the titles as opposed to the like human connection Mm -hmm. and working and how we work together Uh, like I feel I think that can do so much better like if you're in a good place if you're in a good environment if you're energized if you're passionate about it then you'll learn and you'll figure it out and you'll make it work yeah it's true but instead, we so often just like, oh, do I tick these boxes? Do I have those skills? Um, oh, I, I'm after, you know, you go to a networking event, I need an accountant, I'm looking for an accountant, I'm looking for an accountant, as opposed to connecting and then months down the track going, oh, wow, I forgot, you're an accountant. Actually, I need one. Let's mm. work together. Like what a, yeah. what a better way to connect. And so I just fully went into the people work with people and I want to work with people. Yeah, I think there's some really important things you said there and some things that I can reflect on having known you. Uh, Definitely you are a master networker. Um, And the thing I love about you is networking can be seen as such an ugly word. Mm. But what I love about you and the way that you connect with people is it's so damn genuine. You are actually out there looking for connections for people that are going to, you can change the world with. And I just love that about you. And then secondly, your personal brand is spot on. <laughs> you are a hundred percent right there. You, you are. I think anyone can look up to you as an example of how to build a personal brand. So it's absolutely perfectly aligned that that is what you deliver to people. And another thing that I love is on this people piece is the fact that I think you actually do a lot of work. And maybe you don't even know that you mm. do this. This is how I. One of the things that I see that you do so well is um, actually helping people that not necessarily are entrepreneurs but across all fields have a personal brand because we forget when we work for corporates that Mm. we still have an identity and we exist and we should be looking to get headhunted or, you know, just grow our careers. We might want to, we might work for someone, but want to become a speaker. So you really open doors for people to actually work on themselves, even when they're in organizations. And I think organizations should really promote people working with someone like yourself to do that. So Oh, thank you. Yeah, well, and it's something I'm talking about soon at the Great Game of People Summit as that your personal brand is an opportunity for an organisation, not a risk, Mm. and that, you know, I I spoke with a hairdresser the other day on her podcast and it was, you know, hairdressers need to have their own brand and I think salons could view them, they think, oh, they're just going to build their brand and then leave us. But it's like, no, that's not everybody wants to work as an entrepreneur, not everybody wants to be a business owner, totally. but people should be allowed to pursue their own interests and to be people and to connect on that level and not just purely come to work, a place of work and talk about work. Mm. It's like, it's those things on the bottom of your resume, you used to write your hobbies. It's like those things that yeah. connect us. It's why I ask fun facts with people, people either love or hate. I ask a fun fact because you telling me your favorite food, your favorite color, your spirit animal. Uh, the fact that you love skiing or, you know, you love swimming. We connect over my Speedo that I'm currently wearing. Uh, I will be fully transparent. You know, those are the things that will connect us more. You and I, I think on our first call, it was like 
I think the marketing word kind of word like, oh, marketing, marketing. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. But then quickly, I think our first chat was about, um, oh, yeah, what are you so doing? Business business. Advice. Oh, but but then we talked as people though. You you yeah. know, you, we just, you know, I was, I was like, going oh. through a horrific divorce at the time. <laughs> you were, and you were having a day, and I could we could have been like, oh yeah. no no that's personal. We won't talk about that. But it yeah. it deepened our connection. You know, you were vulnerable and opened up, and I was happy to hold space. And I just think this whole personal professional line that mm. keeps being drawn. It's not the 1960s. That is absolutely unnecessary, and you cannot leave more so since the last two years, we cannot shut off our personal lives. Yeah, um, it's human experience. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And so I have some more questions for you because okay. back back to back to actually this business transition because I think this is amazing and very brave and courageous what you actually did. So talk me through how, okay, we, we know like the change that you wanted to know, we, we know why you made it. How did you what was the the mindset that really got you through that change and kind of helped you believe in yourself and just go for it? Mm, toughy. Thank you, Beck. Um, <laughs> um, I think I just knew that I, I wanted more and I knew that I couldn't grow from where I was. I was, and I, I've had quite a few people on the podcast who are from that freelancing realm. And really I was operating as a freelancer, sole trader, you know, for my whole business and, and it worked to a degree, but I was um, going to get, wanting to get married, wanting to have children at some point. So this was 2019 and, you know, wanting to have a bigger home in the future. I had, I had, I have big dreams. I want a big life. And there is a cap. There is definitely a cap when you're doing the do it for you work. Mm. And, you know, you can, there's a great writer who's been on this podcast as well, Lindy Alexander, and, you know, you can make, you can do the six figures, like, because that's the thing that everyone wants to hear. Like, you can hit six figures as a freelancer, but, yeah, they, you are working. You are working all the time. Yeah, and and I, stressed. Yeah, and I just wasn't, you know, I kept saying, where's the free and freelancer? Like, where's the, the freedom bit? Like, I mm. started a business to be free and I just felt like I kept kind of getting back into the the cycle of the nine to five or I ended up becoming, it's almost like you become an employee to eight people, to eight yeah. businesses. Yeah. Um, and yeah, as I say, it served me for a time, but I knew to get to that next level, I had to change and um, that had to be a leap. I have, was very fortunate to have a wonderful client um, around that time who I do did did contract work for a really good relationship. So they were kind of my one actual steady that I kept. Um, but, you know, the thing as well, I think guess that kept me before was like, I can always pick these things up. I have many strings in my bow. I can always pick this back up if I need to, if, if work, if money were really a stress, then I, I can pick it up. But if I keep saying yes to the old way of working, I can't experience the new way. And it's just that thing. I even had this reminder last year where I was like, I was asking for new work. I was asking for new clients. I want to serve more people in my program. Look at my calendar. There was literally not even an hour. Mm. It's like if I had somebody come on this week and say, "You want? I want to do coaching with you, I would not be able to find them an hour. And so it was like something's got to give and I have to create the space to bring in the new thing. Yeah. And it means saying no and closing the door to the things that no longer serve you. 
Yeah. And there is that great saying that every single time you say yes to something, you say no to something else. Cannot remember who says it, but I know that it's been, I've literally heard that saying 15 times this week alone. Um, I also say, say yes to your needs. um, Say no to their needs so you can say yes to yours because everyone's always going to need you. And of course your clients need you and want you. And, and it's very um, gratifying, ego, you know, we want you, we need you, we want you. And it's like, yeah, but lovingly, I don't want you. You no, know, I'm sorry. And and you've got to say that. And I, I have let go of clients. I have said no, because ultimately, ultimately really wasn't serving both of us. Yeah. If I'm dragging my heels or feeling completely smothered to do that work, um, you know, and it's a testament to me that, yes, I'm good, that people want me, but it wasn't what I wanted. Mm. And there are other people there for you who will be more passionate, who will be uh, more inspired, who will come up with better stuff for you um I'm not for you and it's very liberating um to be able to say that and to choose what you want yeah I was um I myself this morning have done a lot of I've been really trying to be intentionally connecting with people that I've met in the past and like actually going back and because you know we connect with people and then we just we often forget about them but it's like no no actually reconnecting with these amazing people that I've met along this journey and it was interesting trolling through my LinkedIn and there were so many people that I was like, amazing. I I wouldn't work with you now. Like, I love what you've built. I love what you're doing, but I wouldn't be the right fit for you anymore. And actually it is really, it's a really um good experience to go through kind of learning that lesson. So I have another question for you as well. I've got mm-hmm. a few more actually. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what inspired you to go into business in the first place? Mm, go way back. I was naive and ignorant <laughs> and blissfully unaware um but I just always was going to start a business I mean I had a garage I was running garage sales for our family at age nine and I was uh, sitting entrepreneur with at heart. yeah I had it all mapped out I had a little massage business that I used to had a little spreadsheet oh my God, I made. I um, the pet I'd, mining one got me before too by the way I was like you what and I knew that you told me that but I was like why did I not even think that you ran that up for some reason I thought you worked for it but no, sorry, no, my, my business, um, you know, the benefit of having, you know, branding, I was able to do it pretty quick. But anyway, um, but it was in uni I actually started. So um, and I had the idea that I would start it, I don't know, in my second or third. Like, I felt like it was, I felt like I was really running behind. <laughs> like, you know, I'm just like, you're like, oh, my God, I was like 22 um, and a little baby. But um, I had done a lot and I'd like, I'd lived overseas for a year when I was 18 and, and worked in businesses in England and, um, you know, I was running, I was doing a business degree. So ultimately a business degree, running a business, it, it's what I was trained to do. And makes sense. But I was also really acting as my own agent in university because I was doing promotional work. And so promotions work is like uh working oh. at music concerts. How I know Emily Osmond. Yes, I forgot about this. Yes. <laughs> a photo came up the other day, 10 years ago, us at uh Foster the People at Big Day Out after working oh. for V Energy energy drink all day so we would hand out energy drinks and wear the promotional gear so so brand messaging like that was actually great training because you would have to you would go to Optus you would go to Coles you would go to um, Move Milk like all these different things and you would get (laughs) their key messaging and you would look like you'd have to understand the key messaging and then you would have to go I mean I did emceeing at outside the MCG for um, Carlton Football Club wow I had to say Hyundai 
for three hours straight. I Hyundai. I ended up buying a Hyundai at some point. But, <laughs> um, I, I can never say um, Dilmar tea without here. It rings in my ears because mm. I had to hand out Dilmar tea Do bags and say Dilmar, Dilmar, Dilmar. It's very um. It just yeah clangs in my brain now because I said it over and over, and so for years that's what I did. And I used to make good money. Um, I did Bacardi in in nightclubs. Anyway, we would work for agencies, promotional agencies, and you would have to invoice them. You'd have to manage your diary. You'd have to book the gig, and it was that whole thing of like first in, best dressed. If you were proactive and responded to the call out, you would get the gig. So mm. I was already kind of doing that, and then with my PR and marketing. Um, learning through uni, I would go and talk to my dad. He was the CEO of the Australian Federation of International Freight Forwarding, uh, an organisation for freight forwarding, industry association. And I started doing some office junior work as a paid junior. And then I'd go, oh, you know, like the meeting room, we're not really using that. Why don't you tell the Westfield that we work in and promote the room is available and sell the space? So I became the marketing and PR person for them. <laughs> and so then, um, yeah, in 2019, no, wrong year, 2009, 10 years before, <laughs> ran my business for 10 years, I broke my back snowboarding, as you do. Oh. And I actually had the time and space to be still and I wasn't going out and running about and doing all these things. I wasn't working. And Stillness I is not something that comes naturally to you. It doesn't come naturally. It was a lot of surrender. Literally fear of God was struck into me that I, I could really damage, permanently damage my back if I didn't rest. Wow. Um, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, there are times where I think if I just injured myself, I could have a break. And I'm like, oh, that's dangerous mental health territory. <laughs> like let's just take <laughs> yeah. a break. And take not, a break anyway. Let's Emma. not break our back. Uh, so I. I only did two uni subjects and I had the space. So I set up my blog, uh, which still exists, and I set up a Twitter and I bought an ABN and I bought a business name called it Lovely Communications and uh, got my friend to turn my tattoo, which is behind me, um, my tattoo on my foot into a logo. It's still the same today. A little bit had a revamp and that was it. And then I just said when I came back, um, so I sort of plugged away a little bit and then when I came back, that was 2010, I said to my dad, um, can I invoice you instead of paying me and started telling people I run a business. Love it. That Love it. it. So I, I started so. out in PR. So PR and sort of marketing, did like a few newsletters and promotional, ran promotional campaigns on behalf of clients and just, as I said, can you do it? Yep. And then figured it out. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, sink we swim, baby. Um <laughs> Sometimes you got to go that way. Like I, I did that a lot in my career. Not gonna lie, there was a lot um, of lot of lot of ducks. Feet. I, I was like, I'll figure it out later. Um, <laughs> okay. So, what's been your proudest moment? Mm. Well, like first thing that comes to my head is my my little baby boy. Mm. Um, but I will say on that, my yeah. I think making the decision to get help in my business and to see my business as bigger than me. Um, so, and to stop doing it sort of like, oh, when I get busy, I'll get people in. So, and it really was the, the him, him being, not knowing who he was at the time, but being pregnant, I really, they say you nest. 
uh, you nest for your house. Well, I nested for the business. So I turned into a trust. I got um, had started investing in VA support. I got proper accounting on board. Like really, yeah, having regular payments of things, not just, oh, when I get heaps of business, I'll, I'll then I'll do the thing. So I started investing in the business and I feel very proud of that. Probably one of my proudest like accomplishments of late was getting to speak on the stage uh, at Movers and Breakers Business. I was Tips. hoping you were going to say that. <laughs> that was um, because I because I I wanted it and I mm. asked the universe for it and I thought it was probably further in the future than it was. It was uh, I at ten thirty that morning said one day I'll be on that stage. And at 3 p.m. I was on that stage. So <laughs> how's that for quick manifesting? <laughs> it is. I mean, it was a few, it was a year and a half of manifesting. You and I went yeah. to Barossa and at Barossa, I sort of saw, saw when I, I'd love to be on that stage one day. And yeah. but I just kept saying it and kept thinking it and and thinking about how it would come to fruition. And that's the thing, you set the goal, you don't know where the path's gonna go. And one day has to I've been saying this lately, one day has to come someday. Mm. Why can't that day be today? And we think of one day as always like. I guess, five, ten years or something like that. And we've talked before about earning your stripes as well and I felt like, you know, yeah, I'm earning my stripes and, and yeah, it just felt really nice to be recognised in the community, acknowledged, um, respected, uh, trusted, trusted. Mm-hmm. I, I stepped in um, for the CEO, Emma Isaacs, so that was to be trusted to hold that space and um, to conduct that interview. Uh, on that stage which I I feel is very um, esteemed you did an amazing job yeah thank you very much it was thoroughly enjoyable and it just it's the place I knew I want to be and Mm. and then it made me as well like again I'm being very strategic well what I sorry I haven't always been strategic in my own I can be strategic I think you know this for other clients Um, and for other people I can see it but yourself you kind of just get caught in the weeds and so after that it was like, yes, I want more of this and I need mm. to get clear on that and um, I want more paid speaking as well. I've had a lot of opportunities of, um, of of promotion, opportunity to be in front of audiences and that's wonderful, but I I have earned my stripes. I, I know I bring a lot to an audience and I want to do more of that because I enjoy it and I, I do believe I give great benefit to the audience. So I'm being really targeted and strategic. And again, that means saying, no, I, I have some plans for this year. And I started to get caught up in, um, I'm running retreats and I was like, oh yeah, I've got to start planning the next one. I've got to start planning the next one. And it was like, oh, but you saying you want to do speaking, you have to, I have to have time to yeah. work on that. I have to have to have time to meet the people and um, build the connections and literally the time to go to the event. If my calendar is full of me running all these different things, I won't have time. Literally I'll be like, I'm busy. I can't come speak at your event. So yeah. I had to to make that choice the other day and say, it's not a no, it'll happen. But is it my focus in the next three months? Like, hello, it's the start of February. <laughs> like yeah. trying, to, trying to make, create everything for the year. It's like you have a year and yeah just slow down and focus on this thing that you want to develop. And I think literally the day after I had a meeting with someone and potentially going to present a masterclass for for a corporation. So I do believe in this, like asking for what you want, but then it's not manifesting is not, I wish I can have some time on the stage. It's like, hello, like we've said, I've got 13 years experience. I've got 58, well, it's probably like 60 episodes on a podcast. Like I've paid my dues. I've done the work. Mm. 
I've showed up a lot and now I'm being very intentional and strategic yep. and saying and doing the work to get the thing that I want. Yeah. yeah. Love that. I think you've gifted us with so many lessons in this because <laughs> I was going to ask you like what was the most challenging lesson you had. I think not being two- succinct either. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, that's fine. I like this. I like this. And I'm not actually going to ask you that question because I feel like you've answered that several times because you've really spoken through the challenges that I think you face with with the type of person that you are because this whole slowing down thing. So I really feel you've gifted us that. So the one thing I want to ask you is if you scared. had to go back and <laughs> what? Make you be scared. You're like, be scared. Be terrified. If if you had, if you had to talk to yourself, if if you were standing in front of you 15 years ago, what would the conversation be? What would, what would be the wisdom that you could gift to young Emma that's starting her own business, that's finding her way in this beautiful entrepreneur world, what's the message that you can give yourself? Just do it. Like the way I started my business is the best, I think, um, although I, I like to now share my experience and help people to get there faster. I want to see you, but I don't want you to, to do what I did for 10 years, back. I want you, I want to sh- help people like you coming in at this, different level and and to accelerate faster so I but I think that you have to start you have to start and you have to do it and those mistakes I put in inverted commas or you know those experiences all of them contributed to where I am today Mm. the only other thing I would say is just do it and there is time you know, I, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm saying should've... that to yourself hundred percent. You're saying that There's to today, time. Emma. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. And I had, and whether you believe it or not, I had a psychic session with a very trusted, beautiful, um, friend and colleague, um, Anastasia from Empath Anna. And one of the like greatest things she said was there's a book. I think anybody who knows, like anyone who knows me knows there's a book, but there's a book. It's not yet. Like the book is there. It mm-hmm. hasn't, it's not come down yet. And it just was so freeing and liberating. Whereas like I thought I did a year of travel when I was 18 and I was beating myself up at like 20 because I hadn't written a book yet. Like, <laughs> and I know like time feels longer as you're young, like time's going yeah. so far, faster as you get older. That is such a truth, but mm-hmm. there is time. And in other ways, there's not time, um, you know, life is, can be so short and, and not everybody gets to live to a hundred, like my cousin, Bill. Um, so I feel like I do really make the most of my life. I think I, I've lived such a rich and full life. Um, but I want to enjoy my life as I go and trying to do all the things at once. And then also adding that pressure of you should, 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 mm. um, understanding that things will happen when the time is right. And that once, you know, I make that decision, I'll go after it. Helpful it does. So I want this speaking, I'm going after it. And it might be then that the book has to become part of the speaking. And so that all works in and ties in together. And I got told another time as well that I was like still collecting experiences. So I think even like six, seven years ago, I did a human design thing. Again, I'm very, I'm woo-woo, I'm holistic, I'm spiritual. I was told, you know, you're, you're gathering experiences. So where I felt like, oh, am I wasting time or shouldn't I be doing something? It was like, no, you're just gathering it all up. I am, and it's one of my strengths. I've got it on the wall right next to me. Um, the Gallup strengths is input. Yeah. So I collect I've got data. Input too. Yeah. I've got, 
Number five is input for me. Yeah, five is input for me. Oh, no one we doing so well. But I collect data and then it's and that's why I help in my coaching too, is like I am yeah. this source of information that as soon as someone goes, Oh, I need help with this, or if I need marketing, I go back. Or I need this read this book. Oh, I need a oh, podcast. Like I have all those experiences, all the all the work that I've done on myself, uh, all the work I've done in my business, I'm now collecting and able to give to other people. So yeah. just do it, start. The way the path will will come and there is time. You you don't need to do everything at once. And in terms of personal brand, that is absolutely true. Your personal brand develops, it evolves. The only constant is that you will change, but you are who you are fundamentally, but the experiences that you have will change the way that you present. Mm, you I love that. You've given me chills and I feel like you have to call this episode <laughs> Gathering Experiences. Oh, I like that. Yeah, cool. Thanks because that's glad. like the hardest yeah. part. <laughs> Just naming the damn episode. We're like, say something miraculous so I can name this thing. Well, I've just given it to you, so, you know. Okay, so I feel let's wrap up. Yes, because I uh, need to have a shower and go to plane. So. Yeah, well, there you go. Okay, I, but I, I want to ask you. I am in a speedo you... swimming costume and it's not <laughs> appropriate to get on a plane like this. I do want to ask you a few quick, like, mm-hmm. questions yeah. because you do this to people. Okay, so favourite ice cream? Ooh, uh, mint chocolate chip. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm really passionate about that because everyone yeah. freaking hates mint chocolate chip. Nah, it's delicious. So refreshing. Favourite place in the world? India. And I'm hosting a retreat there and you're coming. <laughs> I am, I am, I am. Yeah. Um, the thing that lights you up the most? Travel and not because I have to, but my boy. Uh, Finn is a light and a joy and uh, traveling with him and my husband I can see a photo on my wall that is pure joy yeah and last question favorite book oh damn (laughs) that's a good one you know what I'll say is uh I was about to say how to lose a guy that's a great movie not a not a book um (laughs) fun book how to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie it is like the foundation Mm -hmm. of personal brand it, no matter who, like if, if you want to, if you struggle with connecting with people, that is the book. It is my number one recommendation. I should voice it more. I'm going to be listening to it once a year because it is just, it's it's timeless and uh, so beneficial. So mm, I selfishly asked that question because I wanted you to tell me what I should read next. So boom, how to friends go. and influence people. You'll be networking like a pro. Okay, so thank you so much for joining me on your podcast. <laughs> I rolled off the tongue pretty easily. It did. It did. And um, people are really going to struggle to find you um, on your podcast, but where can people find you? <laughs> uh, look, I, I really want to build up LinkedIn. Um, I'm Emma Lovell on LinkedIn. I think it's such a great place to play at the moment. And um, if you want to set, if you want to build your personal brand in terms of SEO, it's the place to be. Um, you will come up higher in the rankings and you have the opportunity to be seen and people are there looking to work with people. So you can I get paid. I am a huge advocate of LinkedIn. So yes. Absolutely. And Beck, tell us how can we find you? We'll put your details in the show notes too. Wow. Well, I am Beck Chapel. I would love you to find me on LinkedIn too. Chapel is double P double L like the cricketers. If you're into cricket from the nineties, um, <laughs> maybe it was the eighties. Anyway, Beck Chapel, and then also on Insta, it's at Beck underscore Chapel, and then of course you can binge listen to my podcast, which is Marketing Espresso. Shameless plug, I love it, love, love it. it. 
<laughs> Thank you so much. I'm going to, this is a great excuse to go and use a bunch of our photos that we did at Jade's shoot. I'm going to put you on the Instagram today, even though this podcast isn't coming out today, but see, I've, I've taken control again. Thank you for doing this and going along the journey with me and for challenging me. It was a very fun experience. Yeah, I had a lot of fun too. Thank you so much for asking me. I feel absolutely honoured. I appreciate you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me today for another episode of Live and Love Your Brand. I'm so grateful that you've shared your time by listening today. That means so much to me. And if you're loving what you're learning, I would be so appreciative if you'd leave a review rate this podcast and subscribe. It really shows me that you care, but it also helps other listeners to find us too. Again, please be sure to connect with me. I love hearing from you and getting to know your story. You can connect with me on Instagram at lovelycoms, Facebook, Lovely Communications, and please do join the gorgeous community, Live and Love Your Brand, our Facebook group. Or if you're ready to take action now and want to improve how you show up in the world with your brand, then head on over to lovelycommunications.com. Again, lovely is L-O-V-E-L-L-Y, communications.com to learn how you can work with me. My clients have gone on to experience opportunities that they could never have dreamed of. From starting businesses to taking leadership in their own life, they have found the confidence to stand in who they are and to go wholeheartedly after what they truly want in life. And I want that for you too. If you're ready to invest in yourself and reconnect with who you are, then let's chat. Thank you again for listening. Now go into the world and share the beauty that is the uniqueness of you. Catch you next week, lovely.